Good evening. Hope all of you are well. Great to be back in person. My apologies for the technical issues. Um, next time I am out of town, I'm not going to do a video. I'm just going to do an audio, and then I won't have any of these problems. It'll be so much easier. So we are uh, right now on Daf Kuf Hey Amud Beis, and we're three lines into the wide lines, and then we're going to learn Daf Kuf Vav, and we'll stop at the very last word on Kuf Vav Amud Beis, which is Baruch Hashem, the end of yet another parak, which is the parak of Mitzvah Chalitza, um, and. Today is actually a fairly practical daf, certainly the second element. So let's jump in. The Gemara says three lines into the wide lines on, on Kuvhei Amit Beis, referencing a Gemara of Chaltz Bishnaim, how many Edim are required. So we saw that there was a Machlokas in the Brisa that it was just previously quoted. And in this Brisa, it speaks about the Shita of Oso Hazuk. So the Gemara now references that Shita. Amr of Yosef Barman Yumi Amr of Nachman, Ein Halacha Ke Oso Hazuk. The Halacha is not like this pair, and this is the pair that had said that we don't need to have a full set of Edom, even if you have two Edom, even if you have one aid, all is fine and good. Says the Gemara, it's great that that's the halacha, but you, you've repeated yourself. So you said two things. First, you said the Chalitza is not like the guy who holds two, and then you said Chalitza is Bishlosha. So why do I need both lines? They both imply the same exact thing. So the Gemara says, no, they don't. In fact, we need both lines. So if you had the first line that simply said we don't hold like the shita of two, then havamina that hani I might have thought that we're not allowed to have two lechatchila, but it would be fine about the avada for the trei kamashmalani We don't paskin like the lenient shitas that say that we uh, that we have two uh, that we have two people. That's not allowed. Not even b'diyevet. That had it been that we only had the line of yashminun. Remember, there was another sheet that we saw in Rabbi Yehuda that maybe we would need five people and says, no, we need three and we don't, need, we don't allow two and we don't need five. We need three. Three is how Chalitza is done. That's the right way to do it. The Gemara says, this was this case where a husband and, a husband and wife or whatever, a Yavam and Yavama were locked up in a place together. Says the Gemara, how would anybody know the case to even talk about? The Gemara was telling a story. How do we know that it actually happened? If, if, it's one thing to give me a halachic construct and make something up. We've had plenty of those cases throughout Shas. But here we're saying we know that this happened. It's a Maisa, which means that somebody saw it. So it says the Gemara, Amr Yehuda, Marshmul, People saw from outside that he, uh, that he did that he did Chalitza, that she did Chalitza. Do we say that really the Maisa that took place was outside? of the jail. And Rabbi Akiva, who was at a time in his life put in jail by the Romans, was he the one in jail and the Shiloh was brought to him? Or perhaps, or, or was it that uh, they were each in their own cell and Rabbi Akiva was in the cell next to them and he saw what was going on? Like, what was the, the Matthias of the case? Not only was the couple in jail, but Rabbi Akiva was in jail also, and that was the way that the case in the Mishnah had taken place. Starting at the very top, uh, no, I'm annoyed. We should have should have finished the last last yeah. uh, sugya right at the bottom of the page because then we would have. I think you 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 coined this term, or Mayor Shapiro. Da. You didn't coin it. Would have been beautiful. Let's pretend like this was yesterday's daf and. Uh, and then we'll do a perfect uh, from Kuvavim Aleph, top word, to Kuvavim is the bottom word. Let's jump in. Tanur Rabban and the rabbis have taught us in a brisa, actually a Tosefta. 
Chalitza mutas kshera. If you have a chalitza that is intentionally done in error, that is considered kosher. What is a chalitza mutas? Ezohi chalitza mutas, says the Gemara, answer number one, by doing chalitza, you'll become married to her, which is a fallacy. That's not, that's not correct. That's it's the exact opposite. It means you can never marry her ever again. You're done. You're severing the, the zika. You're done. Says the Gemara, Amalei Rav Yochanan, that can't be. Anishon, I have a brisa. Ben Shini Skavin Hu Veloni Skavin He Ben Shini Skavin Hu Veloni Skavin Hu. If he doesn't have kavan and she does, or vice versa, then what's the halacha? Chalitzas Absula. And the halacha is Ashi Skavin Hu Shneim Keachad. The At Amris Chalitzas Aksheri. You're going to say this Chalitza Mutas is where you say when you do the Chalitza, that's when you're going to be married. That's not. That means his kavanah is different. It means his kavanah is to get married, not to do chalitza. But Yochanan says it's impossible. That can't be what chalitza mutas is. And therefore the Gemara rejects this idea. Mm-hmm. Six lines down, Kuvav Menaf, and the Gemara says, mm-hmm. The charlatan move here is that you're basically going to say, do chalitza and she'll pay you 200 zuz. So now you're doing chalitza, the shame chalitza. But you have an ulterior motive that we will soon see. It's just a hope. No, because we, there, there's no obligation to actually pay, as we'll soon see. But the Gemara is saying that if a person does chalitza this way, where the, the man says, you know, you're going to let her do chalitza and she'll give you 200 zeus, fine. So then the 200 zeus is on the table in theory, but only in theory. And we'll see why that's true in a minute. Tanya Namihachi, the Brisa supports this shita of Rabbi Yochanan rejecting Reish Lakish. Tanya Namihachi, that Chalitza Mutas is Ksheira, and Ezohi Chalitza Mutas, Kol Shormim Chalos Lamanas, Shanot Shatit and Lachma Sainzus. And in fact, Maisa, there was a story where this took place. The brother-in-law, the you know, Ruvain died, and <clears throat> Rachel was left as a Yavama, and she was meant to go, meant to now marry Shimon, but she didn't want to marry Shimon. They said to him, let the Chalitza take place. So that you'll then receive 200 Zuz. And he says that this chalitza is actually kosher because it's not like, remember, Rish Lakish's answer was a total ruse. It says, if you're not doing chalitza, we're, we don't, we're not telling you it's a chalitza, you're doing chalitza, but it, you're really getting married. It's a lie. The whole thing's a lie. So here, it's not that the action that you're doing is misintended. You're just lying about a secondary step, which is that you might get paid. So says the Gemara, in the name of Rebchia, that works. Hahuda Asa, the Kamed Rebchia Bar There was a man that came in front of uh, uh, Rebchia Bar Omar La, they said, it's actually a, a couple, it seems. And Omar La, he said to the woman, BT, my daughter, Amodi, you should get up and get married to this person, namely, do Yibum. Omar Lay Ima, her mother said, I don't think so. This, this guy is not marrying my daughter through Yibum. Yeshiva says, Oh, he So she'll take a seat. She's not a little bit of a tongue in cheek comment, is that she's not going to be marrying this person. Omar Lay Yodasle. And uh, the Rebbe said, Rebchia Bar Abba said, do you know this person? And Rashi highlights a little bit of a subtext of this comment. A brilliant Rashi we wouldn't have known necessarily. Rashi is about 10 lines down. It's the kind of question where you say like, uh, you say something that doesn't sound, you know, mean, but it's mean. Be like, do you know something that I don't know? Like that kind of a line. That's what the Gemara says. Yodasle, you know something bad going on here? Omer Leh, yes, I do. In this guy is, uh, he is chasing the dowry. He wants to consume our funds. He knows that we're from a wealthy family, diamond business, nursing homes, whatever the business is. So he, the, they said, we don't want this guy to join the family. He's not coming in. So Omar Leh, he says to the girl, Lo you don't want to marry him? And Omer Leh, she said, the Kala, the Yuvama says, no, I don't want to, I don't want to marry him. So Omar Leh, she says, so then the Rebbe said to the to the Yavam, allow the Chalitza to take place. 
Oh, that language doesn't work with the kachata konsa. We said that was a sheet of Reish Lakish. We'll get back to that in a second. Says the Gemara, Lebasar de Chalatzla, after the Chalitza, Amarle, Hashta, Minach Ifsalala. Now that you did this bad form of Chalitza, but you did something, now she's puzzled to you. Chalotza, Chalitza, Samal Yasa, Kihechid, Tishtereva Alma. Whole thing was a double ruse. The first level was to do this some type of chalitza that would at least put her in a questionable category. And then he pulls the wool over, wool, wool over his eyes and now he's trapped, he cannot marry her. And then he has to do a chalitza mal yasa, a regular, regular chalitza without the hook of marriage because the marriage hook doesn't work anyways. So that she can be marrying someone lashuk, she can marry anyone she wants. One of the family members of Rav Papa's father-in-law, similar scenario, where Yavama fell to a man that was not fit to be married. They went to Abai. This is, again, the same poor language. This is Rachel Lakish's model of a Chalitza Mutas, which should not work. What are you talking about? Rav Yochanan highlighted already the Brisa that indicates that they both have to have kavana to do the chalitza. And when you tell someone that their chalitza is knisa, that it's actually marriage, he's not thinking about chalitza. The chalitza should not work. What then should be the mutas? How should I tell them to do this? You should tell the tell the guy that I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you that you're going to get 200 Jews and really you won't. After the chalitza was done, he says to the woman, the yavam, or now the yavam, the the chalutz now says to the to the chalutz, "Zil havli, give me money." Amarle, no, misate ani bach avdali. I did just a, I did a misate. I did a, I did a ruse. I, I just chopped uh, around. It's not actually happening. You're not getting any money. Milotanya. After all, we know the following is the case. A person is running away from jail, a jail that they didn't belong in, because if you belonged in jail. You should go back to jail. But in this case, let's say that a person is running away from jail and they're innocent. There was some type of ferry or a boat that was going to help him to be safe. It was leaving right then. The And he says to the person running the boat, told Dinar, very large sum of money, the rainy. I'm going to give you a large sum of money. It's $1,000. It's a $2 ferry ride. Have you ever taken the ferry in the bottom of Manhattan to go to wherever you're going off of the Battery Park? Says the Gemara, if he says, take a Dinar, the halacha is ein lo el The Dinar, he only has to pay the regular the regular ticket price of the ferry. Alma, what do we see? Obviously, I'm allowed to, under these circumstances, the ruse is not binding. And therefore, in our case as well, the ruse is not binding. So the chalitza works, but nobody gets the 200 sous. Omar Lehi says to Rav Papa, where's your father? Omar Bimata, he's in the city. Where's your mother? Omar Bimata, she's also in the city. My parents live in town. So he looked at uh, Rapapa's parents. This was Abaye talking. Abaye looks at Rapapa's parents and they died. Whoa, whoa, like big discussion here. What's going on? Was it, was it Ayin Hara? Because Abaye didn't have parents, as we know. Av Hashem, he had no parents. And uh, Rapapa did. And maybe the reason why Rapapa was able to learn so well is because his parents were taking care of him. That's why Rapapa knew how to respond to Abaye. Was it a jealousy factor? It's not so simple what's going on here. The Gemara is... Uh, Quite cryptic in its presentation. We don't know exactly what's going on. The Rishonim have to deal with this. Tana Rabbanon, a continuation of this discussion of Chalitza Mutas. We said Chalitza Mutas is Kshera. And remember, we defined according to Rav Yochanan that a Chalitza Mutas is where a person says, do this Chalitza and you'll get 200 Jews. Get Muta Apostle. If a man is convinced to give a get uh, with this erroneous uh, base, it does not work. Chalitza Meusis Psula. If you have a forced get, that the forced chalitza that doesn't work and get ma'usa kasher and a get ma'usa a get that's forced is kasher so says the gemara i don't understand 
how is it that you have a case of chalitza meusis, a forced ghetto, forced chalitza in a forced ghetto? The Amar wrote Sani, Afilu chalitza nami. If he says, I want to, then the chalitza should work. Why is the chalitza meusis psula? And if it's not the case, we lo amarotzani. And if he doesn't want to, then get nami lo. <laughs> how can you have a scenario of a forced get? So says the Gemara, this is pshat and how you can have a forced anything. Chalitza mutas, this is a reinterpretation of the Brysa. Chalitza mutas, la kasher. Everyone agrees that the chalitza mutas, with the, again with the shita of Rav Yochanan, that do the chalitza and the husband will get the cholitz, will get 200 zoos. Everyone agrees that's kosher. The get muta'a, the olam possible. Everyone agrees that a get that was done with a ruse is going to be possible. Let's say they say to him, oh, take your get and make it into a paper airplane and throw it into the, into the air and it lands in her yard. Not sufficient. That doesn't work. Okay. Then the Gemara says, that chalitza uh, meusis, if you have a forced chalitza, viget meusa, and a forced get, it depends. Both of them depend. Depend. Zimnin kosher vizimnin puzzle. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. Hada amar rotsani, hadalarma rotsani. It depends. Oh, so how does how does one show partial desire to give a get or to do chalitza? So it says the Gemara de Tanya, the Brisa writes, Yakrivo, so malamit so under certain circumstances, if a person commits to bring a korban, the Pasuk of Yakrivo, so sounds a little bit like a forceful language, and it means that we can force him to, to bring the korban. Yochel bal korcho, maybe we can say against his will, sounds like forcing when you say, well, this is a strange question, Talmud Lomar, so no. So hakeitzan, what is the what is the case scenario where it's ritzono, but he doesn't want to bring it? That sounds like an inherent contradiction. So says the Gemara, a very well-known line, uh, one that led to some serious scandals in regards to Gittin. And the Gemara says, We beat the guy until he says, really, I do, really, I want to. So let's say there's the recalcitrant husband who doesn't want to give his wife a get. He's left her an aguna. So you take a baseball bat and you tell him, I'm going to hit you every 30 seconds that you don't say I'm willing to give a get. So that is a get ma'usa. And the shaila is, does that count? And some of the Mephorshim explain this principle, not here, but I've seen this elsewhere, that the principle of kofen osoad is because when we're physically hurting him, what we're doing is we're digging down to the neshama. Really, his neshama wants to do ratzon Hashem. Really, that's what we're all like. Okay, we have, a, we have a behemoth body on top of us. What can we do? But this person, be'etzem, deep down, really, we all, if you ask anyone on Rosh Hashanah, do you want to do what I do? We all want to do Ratzon Hashem. So this guy, is a, he's a bit of a rush. His body has gotten in the way of emotion. So we beat him with a baseball bat with a golf club until he says, Rotsani. So the Gemara says that right here, it seems, Kofanoso, Ashiyomar Rotsani, that actually seems to work. The Maisa, it's a real Shailan poskim. The Raman Shulchan Aruch in uh, the Halachos of Gittin uh, says that a get ma'usa is not kosher. And therefore, the whole baseball bat scenario doesn't really work. And therefore, if a woman gets divorced based on a get ma'usa, that somebody came there with a baseball, baseball bat and he changed his mind magically after a couple of bruises to the head. So is she divorced? Is she not divorced? And will the next kids be mamzer? These are real These are real shots. There was a big scandal in New York a couple of years, many years ago, probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago court and people went to jail and fines and a whole big mess. It's not only by chalitza, it's here too as well. Crazy. Ten lines from the bottom. Let's remember Rava's name here because we'll come back to it in a minute. Rava is quoting his Rebbe Rav Sechora who is quoting Rav Huna. Cholzen, 
Random couple walks into Bezdin and they want to do Chalitza. The Bezdin doesn't have to do any checks and balances. You can do Chalitza. A young girl can do Miyun. They don't have to know the girl. They don't have to know the husband. Therefore, because in these cases, with this presentation, we don't know who these people really are. We don't know their Yichus, whatever the case may be. You can't write a document indicating what happened because we don't really know who these people are. We're afraid that these people aren't the real deal. We don't know. I've been clearing a Shiloh with a lot of Rabbanim now. Am I allowed to do a bris where the father's Jewish and the mother's not Jewish? Because even if I'm the one to tell them that the babies are going, but the mice said they don't care what I think. I'm Orthodox. They don't, they don't care what I think. I just did a bris today. Mother did a conversion in a, in a reform in a reform synagogue with a Besden comprised of at least two women, maybe three. I don't know the third. Diane. Dayanis, I don't know, I don't know how, whatever the word is. Lamaisa, the Geras is not kosher. So my Masora has been that you uh, do the bris because you do the circumcision without a bracha. And Befemala, you tell them that the babies are going, which is what I did. It's not very comfortable. I said, I'm, I cannot make the brachos. It's a reform conversion. And in Jewish law, reform conversions are, are not acceptable. Lamaisa, I was standing at the, at the circumcision today. And I was very uncomfortable. I'm like, the whole room feels that like, that I'm giving a stemple because I'm there. I wasn't wearing a talus. I didn't take out my kiddush cup. I, I, it, if you know, there was someone there, a father of someone who Davin's in our shul. He was there. He was, he was, he caught every little nuance. The whole room is screaming Shechianu. I pursed my lips. I'm like, I, so I, the, the rabbi made the bracha of Lachnisa Bariso Shal. Forget the father. The rabbi made Lachnisa Bariso Shal. I didn't make the bracha of Alamila. So these are like some of the shilas of the Chayshin and the Bezdin Ton. Like, what is the responsibility of a Bezdin? In this case, I'd be representative of Bezdin to say, I have to put my foot down and say, I can't do this anymore. So I was just at a wedding this week by Avi Stein in New York. I spoke to her first Shechter. Um, and he said, yeah, the Sridesh uh, wrote about this in Europe. And he said that it really should not be done. But other postcoms say it's mut. I have to figure this out. But this is the content of Bezdin Mut. And these people walked in to do Chalitza. They walked in to do me. And we don't know who they are. I'm not putting anything down on paper. I'm not saying that, they, that there's a start to support this. And the Rava, Rava, who actually quoted his Rav, four lines from the bottom, is going to give his own sheet of Rava. Dideh, he himself disagreed. Omer, No, the integrity of the Bezdin has to start when the doors open. The second they walk in, we need to know who they are. We need, we need the paper trail. Here in America, when an Orthodox rabbi marries people, get me a letter from your rabbi, whoever it is that says that you're actually Jewish. The Fichach, therefore, because when we when they walked in the doors, we verified who they are. Therefore, Kosvin get Chalitza Af Vishen Makirin. Kosvin get me an Af Vishen Makirin. Vilochai Shin LeBezin Tov. If everything you do in the best and has a paper trail, you don't have anything to worry about. So Rabbi took a different approach than his rabbi. That brings us to the final Mishnah in the Perak. Uh, we are on the top of Kuvav Amidbeis at the top line. Now let's talk. This is the one pager of how to do chalitza, this Mishnah. Mitzvah's chalitza, how is it done? Bahu v'yavim to lebeznin. The yavama and the yavam show up in bezdin. Behain masin lo lo. When they look at the marriage, if they're considering doing yibum, they give advice. We've seen this Gemara referenced at least twice in the Masechta, where we basically say if it's an older, if the ages are off, we say, why are you bringing ketata into your house? Like, forget it, just marry someone your age. Fine. So they give the advice. Rashi references this on the top line. Kalach etzel shekamosra, go marry someone who's like you. Fine. Then the Gemara says, uh, uh, how do we know that they give etzel hogenesh? Neymar v'karlo zikne iro v'dabreilah. V'hiyo meres, she then uh, says, as the Avama, me'en yevami lahakim la'achiv shem v'yisrael lo'ava yevami. She says that if they're going to do chalitza, she says, my yavam does 
not want to be making Lachim. He doesn't want to give a name for his child, for his brother's child, for his brother who died. He doesn't want to marry me. The Yavam then says, It's a very uncomfortable dialogue in the room. And he says, I don't want to marry her. Very interesting. Um, and the Gemara doesn't discuss about whether or not it would be mutter in other languages, but the Gemara says it should be done in Lashon HaKodesh, it should be done in, in Hebrew. And then the Pasuk says, uh, that uh, the Yavama should go in front of the Zakenim and she should take off his shoe and spit on the ground in front of them. They have to actually see her spit. It's not theoretical. They can't hear it. They can't just like if they're at an angle from behind her and they only see the, the spit land on the ground, not sufficient. They have to see the whole, the whole thing. They have to see her spit and it has to be in front of their eyes. And then this is what she says after that. This is the consequence that happens to a man, to the Shimon in our story throughout this Masechta, who, uh, who won't marry his Yavama, uh, who is, yeah, his Yavama. Ad kan hayu makrin. This is how they would do the reading. This was a story about Rithra Horkinus. He was under a particular tree in the city of Itim. The Gomer Parsha, he had them read way more than that. They didn't only read these limited psukim, they read much more. And then Huxakulio's Gomerim Kola Parsha, they had to read the whole thing. The Pasuk reads, and his name shall be called among Israel, and mitzvah dayanim, and mitzvah talmidim. The mitzvah is with the, uh, with the dayanim and not with the students. So only the dayanim would say something. If there was a Talmud sitting there learning, an apprentice, whatever the case may be, he wouldn't have to say, Rabbi Yudomer, not true. Mitzvah al kola umdim sham lomar chalutzana. Everybody had to say. The Gemara, oh, yeah. Why does it have to say about Lashon HaKodesh? If the reading of Oh, we have this by Kriyashma also. The Kriyashma has to be uh, in Hebrew. We have certain things that have to be done in Hebrew. No, no, I understand, but if they're reading Sukkot, they're already in Russian Polish. Like, what, isn't it a... No, but let's say they don't speak Hebrew, they don't know Hebrew. Would we require of them to flip over into English or French or Spanish or whatever their, their, their mother tongue is? So no matter what they understand... That's not, what the Mishnah seems to uh, say. Yeah, that's what the Mishnah seems to say. Secondly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Marimakam. So it seems to be that it's, they probably have to know what they're saying anyways. Probably, I, maybe. I don't know if it's like Kuba, but. I'm on Sarko, it's actually. Right? There's no question the woman didn't, neither of them people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because like in a pigeon a Ben, when we have the you know the secular father who can barely read one word of Hebrew, forget about an Aramaic uh, back and forth. My based faith. Yeah. Come on, I, I we would know. People in this room would know how to read a little bit of Aramaic. We would understand. You know, which one do you want more? Do you want the fine? We would maybe, maybe. But Ruba the Ruba the Ruba the Ruba the Ruba of the, of the world has no clue what's going on. We don't require any translation really. They have a basic understanding of what's going on, and uh, that's sufficient. But here it has to be in Hebrew. The Gemara opens almost halfway down, three lines before the wide lines, Kuvav and Mabes. Amar of Yehuda, Mitzvah Chalitza Korah. The Mitzvah of Chalitza is that she reads, the Kore, and then he reads, the Cholatas, and then she does, removes his shoe, the Rokakon, and she spits on the ground, the Korah, and then she reads again. So this is Amar of Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is an Amorah. Why is, didn't he just, he basically just repeated the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, my hi, what's going on here? My Kamash Malan. <laughs> I don't need your help. I know how to read a Mishnah, well, supposedly. But that's what the Gemara says. He had to repeat himself. Why? Must nisan he says the Gemara hakamash malan mitzvah hachi. You're right. The mitzvah speaking in the in the ideal form. But what if things got out of order? What if things got all mixed up? Then less lan buzz we saw earlier in the Gemara. The order is not leikuva. Says the Gemara tanya nami hachi. 
There's a brisa that supports this as well, one that we've also seen a couple of times. If the chalitza went before the spitting or vice versa, masha asa, asa, it all counts. Then the Gemara gets super technical for the last little section here, and it says that when the woman is going to say her line and when the man is going to say his line, we can't put the comma in the wrong place. No, I don't want to marry you, or, uh, uh, or no, I want to marry you. So there's like a little bit of a play on words here. This is what the Gemara says. Amar Abai, get chalitza. When a person is going to be reading what he is going to be saying to do the chalitza, lo she should not say first the word lo by itself, and then the avayivami You shouldn't say lo comma avayivami. My yavam doesn't want to marry me because it could be no avayivami. Demashma avayivami that he wants to marry me. So if you put the comma in the wrong place, then that can cause a problem. Ella, lo avayavami in one sentence without, without breaking it up. And as well for him, below likri lidide, when he reads, he should not say lo lichude, the word lo first, and then chafatzdi, that I, I desire lichuda, because otherwise that sounds like demashma chafatzdi lekachta, lo, I don't, chafatzdi, I do want to be with her. So there's ways to misunderstand these psukim if they're read. That's why Ella says Abaye, it should be read in one breath, not literally one breath, but it should be read without commas in order to not have any misinterpretations. Rava doesn't agree at all. Rava Amar Afsuke Milsahi, the Afsuke Milsa Leslan, but these are literally psukim and chumash. No one's going to reinterpret chumash because of the way, because you, you paused and took a breath in the middle or you put a little bit of a comma. You don't have to worry about that. All is fine and good. He uh, was working very hard, Komitzdar. He was working very hard to say the, the Pasuk, to have her say the Pasuk of Lo Avayavami in one breath. Uh, she might have said it too slow. She might have put a little pause between the word Lo and the word Ava. So he was pushing her to say it the right way. We learned about Rava already that there's that you can't misconstrue a Pasuk in Chumash. No one's going to think that that's what's going on here. You're in Bezdin, standing there taking off a Chalitza shoe. Lo Avayavami. You think someone's going to be like, Lo. He really does want me. No one's going to do that. Says the Gemara. Rava, now this is a new interpretation. Rava only agrees to his line in certain areas. But with the Pasuk of Lo Avayavami, he, he is concerned about that. It's just the other line that he's not concerned about, the line of Lo Chafatzi Lekachta. When a person's actually going to write a get chalitza, this is what they should write. This is the document indicating what happened. She read the pasuk mean She read from the starting point until the end point. And he read the words mean low from the word low. So it says the Gemara, and she then would read again. Now, there's a subtext to this Gemara over here, which is that when the Gemara is writing the Get Chalitza, we're very careful to not put many words together. Let's take a look at Rashi to give us the background of what's going on over here. Rashi is a third of the way down. Why does the Get Chalitza look like this? Why is it that there's only a couple of, of Pasuk words that are written this way? Because, says the Gemara, there's a side din that we're not necessarily aware of. Because the cloth upon which a get is written is not scored first with metal in order to make the line straight, you're therefore not really able to write the whole pasuk. The kaimalan we hold, you're not allowed to write four words of cloth, four words of the Torah without sirtut. That's a big problem. 
Sometimes people write notes, they write for psukim. How does that work? Is it only on, uh, these are shilas and poskim. Is it only on cloth? Where's the restriction? But here, with this get chalitza, the concern was that we couldn't string together words of four or more, four words or more in regards to chumash. So therefore, it can only be written this way. Marzutra argued, Mar Marzutra said, misartet, big deal. Go get your scoring device and make some lines on the on the cloth. What's the big deal? Masarte the cost of the kula parsha. You can do whatever you want. The machlokas. So it says the Gemara maskif law mar bar idi v'halo nitan likasev. The halacha is that it should not be written that way. Anyways, this is a big discussion in the poskim. Are you allowed to have a separate ktores, uh, which is psukim and chumash? Some people have them. It's not uncommon. This Gemara is implying that it's not allowed. And I remember Rav Shechter, Rav Shechter, he said this once as well, that he doesn't think it's mutter for people to have the, the ktoris and the separate cloth with sirtut and fulpsukim. He's not allowed to do that. We learned about this in another Masechta as well. I don't remember where. Um, maybe it says over here. I don't think so. But the din is that a person cannot write pieces of Torah because if you only give a kid the cloth on Sefer Dvarim, he may think that there's no Bamidbar. So we don't do that. We only write one scroll. It's by Nevi'im, you can write each book separately. Have you ever seen a Torah that's Breshe's Shemos? Would have been a great fundraising tool. No, we don't do that. We're not allowed to. The whole Torah has to be written as one. And that's true for small parshios as well. So some poskim are very mocked that you're not allowed to have a separate cloth just for the Torah's big shilam poskim based on this Havamina of the Gemara. The Hilchasa Kavasi, the Marzutra, the Halacha is like Marzutra. The Marzutra is of the opinion that we do, we are, we are allowed to add seer to it, and then you can write the whole thing. Okay, we're not going to learn the rest of that. Sugya. Sirtut is scoring the parchment to make sure that the writing is neat. So if you ever look inside a Sefer Torah, you'll see that there's a tiny little mark. We don't write, when we were kids in school, we would write so that the letters would touch the bottom of the line. Here, the Sirtut starts, your, your, the letters are hanging at the top of the line. So if you look in a Torah, you'll see that there are these scored lines and they write the letters. The Sofa will write the letters starting at the top of the line to keep everything very, very straight. But there is no Din Sirtut by a get. Marzutra says you can even have it by a get. One last uh, very technical sugya, actually two small ones, but uh, that is as follows. So uh, what if it's windy outside and she is rakak, she spits, and then it gets carried away by the wind? Such a technical question. Beautiful. Uh, halacha is so sensitive about keeping halacha properly. We need to answer every, every last nook and cranny, every shiloh that comes up. Amar Abai, Rikakov, she does, does her job spitting. The kaltaso haruach gets blown away. Loasa below klum, it doesn't count. The chalitza is not chalitza. Could you imagine how technical this is? She still is able to now marry that man, the Yavah, because the Chalitza did not take effect yet. My time. Well, what's the reason? Because the Pesach says, It needs to be that she spits in front of him, and it didn't happen. It blew away. Hilkach. Check this out. If he is very tall and she is short, then if she spits, no matter what, Kalta Sehu Haruach, Ika no matter what, she, he's 6'2", and she's 4'2", and she spits in front of him under all circumstances the spitting was in front of him. However, he, Arucha, she's 6'2", and he's very short, he's 4'2", and if she spits up there at the 6'2", level, she's, not, she's spitting well above his head. She has to lower herself down to his, so that their eyes, eye level are the same. Otherwise, she's not spitting yeah, in front no of him. Guy, we all know people that that's not true. We know people. There are couples like that. I they didn't nice do chalitza. I'm just saying it's. Uh, but that would be the din. Is that is that if she was let's say super tall and he was super short, so then the din should be that if there needs to be chalitza, either that they should do this where there's no wind, preferable, <laughs> and then the spit will fall to the ground. Gravity will do its thing. But if you're standing on a, in a very windy space and it's very windy, so she should literally kneel down so that they're eye level to one another. Otherwise, if she spits up here and the wind carries it, they're still 
the Nachalitza not yet taken effect. That's what the Gemara says. So the, literally, the spitting has to take place in a way where it is actually opposite him in a visual way that he has to be able to see it. But even more than that, it has to be seemingly eye level or lower. The Gemara says, let's say that a person, a woman only spit because she had eaten garlic and she had wanted to get some of the flavor out of her mouth, an overwhelming flavor, or she had put some clay in her mouth, tobacco, whatever it is. There, that doesn't count because she's not, the rakika is not being done for the, for the sake of chalitza. She has something in her mouth. Spitting out a piece of gum, it doesn't, that's not rikika, that doesn't count. My time the yorka, may atzma, but you know, it has to be for the right reasons. It has to be for what she wants to be doing, not because of garlic, not because of anything else she was chewing up. But Marava, Tzricha, Daine, the judges as well, they need to be able to see very uncomfortable. I would imagine when you saw it, it was probably an uncomfortable scenario, just guessing, socially speaking. You have to stand there and you have to spit in front of a bunch of rabbis. It's like, it, it's very strange. It's very, very strange. Some of the Hasidim spit during uh, Aleinu, they, uh, into our carpet, no less. But uh, that's already the similar idea, but uh, I guess only similar idea. Uh, that's even worse. Okay, last little one, and then we'll stop for that. Now we said that that's what the pasuk reads. Mitzvah b'dayan below b'talmidim. Tanya the brayser at some Rabbi Yehuda pamachas ani yoshim lifnei Rabbi Tarfon. The talmidim were sitting in front of Rabbi Tarfon, the great Tanu. Vasa Yevam alachlot and Yevam showed up to have chalitza. Vamar lanu, everybody has to talk against our Gemara, right? We saw the second sheet in our Mishnah at the top of the page uh, was the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah. The last line of Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah was that everybody has to. So this is being reflected by Rabbi Tarfim. to say it seemingly three times. Why do you have to say it three times? Where does it come from? Okay. Uh, what? Yeah. The, right. Yeah, Rashi doesn't even say anything about this, which is interesting. Okay, Hajjan Allah, Mitzvah Schalitza Yeratza. We should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Uh, wishing you all a beautiful night.